0: Hello, I'm Paul Gilbert and welcome to Strategic Leadership. This is a channel where we talk about innovation and management and leadership and all of these great things. And today I have a very special question to ask each and every one of you. Are you a Viking or are you a farmer? That's what we're going to explore today. A great subject. So before we get into that, let's talk just a moment about what this channel is about, why we have this channel. And it really is to talk about all these subjects I just mentioned of leadership, strategy, innovation. And I believe this is important because I think any organization with an important mission needs to really focus on these things to become the best that they can be. You can't just leave it to chance. We have to really take the bull by the horns and try to make the biggest difference we can in the world. And that comes down to, to using the best practices in all these fields. So for today's discussion, we're talking about Vikings, which is just fun, and, uh, and farmers and the dynamic there. And it's, it's an analogy. Um, it's an analogy that is um, one that I used pretty extensively in this book that I wrote called High Performance Agencies. The Entrepreneurial Model for Public Parks, Recreation, and Tourism Organizations. This is a a textbook, um, but it's also a great book for practitioners in all those areas. And I really start out with this Viking farmer dynamic um, and and use that then as an analogy throughout the book to to talk about uh, what kind of approach you're going to take. And the, the analogy came to me a, a few years ago, quite a few years ago, actually, um, as we were coming out of the Great Recession. I read an article in the Harvard Business Review. It, it had just one line that caught me. I think it was about investment banking, actually. And they, they were talking about when the, the recession is over, will there be any Vikings left and it struck me of, as what an interesting term to use for people that are willing to take risks, people that are willing to push things forward and make things happen. And, and I kind of liked it. So I then wrote an article that appeared in Park and Recreation magazine that was um, had that title of, Are You a Viking or Are You a Farmer? And we'll go into that a little bit. Um, one of the fun things that happened was as that article came out, it prompted others to think about the same analogy and the situation that we were in and there were actually three other articles that came out in Park and Recreation magazine that all played off the same theme talked about that that article that I had written and and reacted to it in various ways and it was really it was really a lot of fun it was. It was a conversation, essentially, a conversation that took place over a number of months with different authors writing in, using that analogy as a tool to talk about what they thought was important. Um, And that was a really, that was a fun thing. So let's talk a little bit about Vikings and Farmers and what this analogy is all about. So in the way I think about it, I think every great organization out there, probably had what I will call a Viking period, a a time when they were founded, where they had lots of vision and energy and were willing to do new things, create a new organization, grow it, develop it, make it into something really fantastic. But those of you that, that uh, watched one of the earlier episodes where we talked about organizational life cycle will remember that organizations there's there's like a bell curve for almost all organizations and they start out with a lot of growth and energy and they plateau at a certain period of time and if they don't reinvent themselves they will go into decline so what happens often in an organization is after some period of growth and development their their operations are big enough that they're comfortable with them and they kind of slide into just managing what is there and not actually growing anymore. And I believe when you're, when you're managing and not growing, you're in the farmer mode. So a Viking is always looking for new opportunities. They are looking beyond the horizon. They are looking outside of their normal field, and they are willing to take risks and share rewards and grow as a result. The farmer perspective or approach to things is is much more state. It is it is management and not leadership. So you have a set number of operations. Um, you often do the same thing in nearly the same way every year. What works becomes the way things are done, and the focus is really internal to your to you know a farmer literally focuses on their fields and a farmer mentality focuses within your field, within your organization, within your existing operations, and manages them, tries to get efficiency out of them and reacts to external forces. There is absolutely nothing wrong with the management approach. Every organization needs to be well-managed. The trick is, if that's all you have going on and you're not also growing, then you're going to wind up as an organization going into stagnation. So that good management approach that we'll call a farmer perspective is very different from the Viking perspective, where you are looking out at new opportunities and new things. Just a little tidbit about history. So the Vikings that came out of Scandinavia from about the 8th century to the 12th century, did some pretty amazing things. I mean, they are, they are known as fierce warriors, and um, you might not want to uh, have a group of them pull up at the shores of your village, but at the same time they were, they were raiders and warriors, they were also trading and exploring. They did everything from create the country of Russia on the East, to crossing the Atlantic Ocean and and coming to North America long before Christopher Columbus. They were remarkable explorers and adventurers, and they connected the world at a time when the world was not very connected. But over time, over centuries, somehow they lost some of that drive. They settled into farming and the age of Vikings came to an end. I think the age of Vikings can come to an end within any organization, but I also think it's important and doable for that Viking spirit, that explorer spirit to come back into organizations and for them to grow and develop and expand again. And like I said, I think every great organization probably had a Viking period when they were founded, when they grew a lot and If action is not taken, that dynamic plateaus out at a certain point. So the Viking perspective is really a a leadership one, but it is not the rugged individualist at all. When you think about it, Vikings were in these longboats. They were going out as a community and they were all taking a shared risk and a shared reward. So as we take this analogy to the next level, Being a Viking is building a great sense of team spirit and shared risk and shared reward. And it's taking your group along with you, which is also fantastic leadership. One of the things I think is most important in any organization and kind of fits with the Viking model is innovation. And and literally innovation in most cases is really just a matter of thinking beyond your current field and adapting something and using it in a new way. So anyone who has been on a ropes course, they are they are a lot of fun and exciting. And if you think about it, that just came straight out of mountaineering. They took what a few people did climbing up the side of a mountain and they adapted it into something that was actually very safe that anyone could do and created ropes courses for the general public to have an exciting experience. If you look at um, Google Maps, as you're navigating from point A to point B, wherever you're going, whether it's Google Maps or or Waze or any other satellite-based navigation system, that all came from a military system that was developed for military navigation. And someone then took that technology and applied it To a new type of customer, a much broader type of customer, and that was a great innovation. Even if you look at the early web search functions out there, the early internet search functions came from technology designed around medical record searching. So they took something that, that worked in one place, they applied it to another field, and that was the big innovation. Often we think innovation and technology are are one and the same. And in reality, most brilliant innovations are really taking an approach, a technology, whatever, from one area where it's been developed and is used in a small way to another area where it can be used in a much broader way to a different customer, to a different market. And that comes from looking outside of your field. If you're just looking internally at the things that um, you and your competitors are doing, you're not really gonna move the ball into an exciting new area. Innovation comes from thinking outside the box, thinking outside your field and bringing something in that is new and exciting. And when you think about it that way, innovation is in many cases, more of a a market issue than a technology issue. It's about finding something and bringing it in and using it in a new way. And that's really where the high value innovations come from. So after I wrote my article on, um, are you a Viking or are you a farmer? I, as I said earlier, it prompted several other um, articles that really became kind of a dialogue about What's the future, and and that's the the benefit of a good analogy. So, the next one up was Mike McCarty, who is a, a good friend of mine. He's the uh, park and recreation director in Glenview um, Park District in Illinois, and he came up with a a clever thing of using the word Valhalla to outline what he thought were the key elements of good leadership. So he had. The the first was V for values. The second was A for assert yourself. Next was L for let the little stuff go. Um, the next was H for holistic, taking a very holistic approach to your organization. After that, it was aid and bet, which was help your help your friends and uh, and those that you partner with. Listen and learn was the next L. Lead, of course, it's a natural. And the last one was Avid, because um, he needed an A. And uh, Avid is uh, a good word for being enthusiastic in advocating for your agency, your mission, what you're going after. He had that spelled out with, as Valhalla and went through each one of those words or phrases and elaborated on their leadership potential. And it was a great, uh, great article, great way to take the dialogue forward. The next article that came out was from another really great leader, Tom Lovell from uh, Lee Summit, Missouri Park and Recreation Department. And and Tom is a a great thinker in our field. I always value and appreciate everything that I read. And every time I get to uh, to be around Tom and have a conversation with him, and he focused on his his article was called "A Crisis of Knowledge," and he tied it back into the article that I'd written and the article that Mike McCarty had written, and said his perspective was the way that we move forward as as a as an industry as a field um, was to focus on educating the general public and educating elected officials on our value proposition, on on what park and recreation brings to our communities. And that's really sound advice. Um, in, in any field, you need to be well positioned and you can't assume that people understand all the value that you bring. You need to be proactive about Framing your your offerings and telling people exactly what you're doing and what the value to society is for what you're for what you're bringing to the table. So he had a great perspective, um, a little a little different bent than uh, than the first two articles. And then there was a third article, third article. There was a fourth article that came out, and it was from. Uh, Randolph Ferris, Randy Ferris, and he is currently a natural resource manager for Clay County, Florida. He's also in the park and recreation field. And his article tied into the three that preceded it and talked about really the benefits of cross-training and how critical that was to any organization. And that as decisions were made about trimming budgets that there needed to be a a real strong focus on providing direct services. And so he took it from a little, yet another perspective, another good perspective, but it made for a really fun dialogue with a number of folks in the field batting around this analogy. And I'm just a big fan of analogies in general, because Analogies and metaphors help us think about things in different ways. Um, Not only do they make for great articles and great uh, YouTubes and podcasts, but they also help people frame an issue and help people understand the dynamics in that issue in a unique way when you can tie it into something else that people know. It's very much like innovation. You take something from one field, you bring it over, you adapt it in a new way, An analogy is very much like that. You take something that is known, you bring it over, and you use it in a new and creative way. It also creates a shared language that helps you talk about an issue. As we try to solve any problems out there or move our organization or industry or field forward, it is very helpful to have a shared language and some shared analogies for how we view ourselves, our field, and how we are progressing in the world. So I'm a big fan of, of using analogies. Like I said, in high-performance agencies, I used the farmer Viking analogy pretty extensively throughout the book. The other analogy that I used throughout this book that played very well with the Viking farmer one was I talked about organizational entrepreneurs. and. I use the definition of an entrepreneur, which really comes down to just a couple of ingredients. And while most people think an entrepreneur is the owner of a company, the definition of an entrepreneur is a little more nuanced than that. It is someone who is willing to take risks and someone who is willing to be proactive in the advancement of their organization. And if you take those two things together, Really, anyone can be an organizational entrepreneur. They can have a passion for what they're doing. They can be willing to push the envelope, try new things, and they can be willing to be proactive in their approach to any issue. And if you are taking that perspective, the, the entrepreneurial perspective, you're essentially taking the Viking perspective. You're not just going to do things the way they were done last year and the year before and the year before that. You're not going to settle for just looking internally at your operations, but you're really going to be looking beyond what you do today and figuring out how you can grow, where the opportunities are, what are things that are being done in other fields that could be adapted to your field or your organization. And as you do that, you are innovating, you are pushing your organization forward, and You are being a Viking. So um, as exciting as that may sound, everyone out there can can be a Viking, can be an entrepreneur, but it takes an understanding that that's a desired outcome and that if you're not proactive about it, the, the natural state of things will be to move more and more into an internally focused static position. And that internally focused static position can work for a considerable period of time if the outside world isn't changing too rapidly, too dramatically. But as the outside world changes, organizations need to grow and adapt or they rapidly become less and less relevant to their communities, their constituents, and everyone around them. It's, uh, it's really an interesting lesson that we all need to learn. And in today's world, the world is changing very rapidly in really just more ways than we could possibly count. That could be, that could be another um, episode where we just talk about how the world is changing, how social dynamics are changing, how organizations are adapting and changing, because it is happening rapidly in so many different areas. But enough said today, we live in a world that is rapidly changing. So our organizations need to be changing and adapting too, which means we need to be taking on a leadership role, a Viking role, an entrepreneurial role. Pick your analogy. We need to be thinking outside the box, growing and developing in exciting new ways. So thank you again for for joining Strategic Leadership. I love these subjects. Oh, I also brought my, my little um, statue here of Leif Erikson, the, the Viking that um, crossed the Atlantic and uh, came to North America. So what we're about on this channel is growing organizations, developing their potential. I wish that you would like, subscribe, comment, Share this content with your friends out there who are also striving to make their organizations the best they possibly can be. That will help them find this content and that'll help us all have this dialogue. Very much like those articles that came out a number of years ago that created a dialogue, we can create a dialogue through this channel and have a discussion about growth and development and achieving the missions of our organizations. Thank you so much. Have a good day.